0: Hi. Hey. I'm Julia. And I'm Amanda. And this is Much Needed Advice, a podcast for people who want to know what to do. We tried float tanks. So float tanks, also known as sensory deprivation chambers. It's a pod of water didn't I have like 1200 pounds of Epsom salt in it or something? A shit ton, I think was the measurement. Yeah, I think you're right. One metric shit ton. <laughs> you uh, guys you guys just don't know the metric system like we do. <laughs> Cuz we went to Barcelona once. <laughs> the reason for the salt is that you float and it's supposed to be the temperature of your internal body temperature. And you're supposed to turn off all the lights and you close the top of the pod and you basically are not taking in any sensory inputs. So you're not hearing anything. You're not feeling anything. You're not tasting anything unless you open your mouth, which I don't recommend. It's very salty. You're not seeing anything because it's dark. So it's kind of supposed to be like the experience of being in the womb there's nothing really for your brain to perceive there's no friction of any kind yeah there's no no tension you're just even the air above you is completely stagnant so let's do a google and see what google says it's good for yeah <laughs> let's lay the foundation by the way we went to pause studio in west hollywood if you're a local and it's really really cute Great aesthetics. Great staff. I'd recommend it. So this is what some of the health benefits of flotation therapy are. Relaxation. It's supposed to ease mental anxiety and muscle tension. Due to how buoyant the Epsom salt and water solution is, you can fully relax all of your muscles when floating. This is similar to experiencing zero gravity. Floating in a tank can also relieve migraines and provide stress relief and detoxification since Epsom salts are high in magnesium, which can remove harmful substances such as free radicals from your body. So I've heard from people who have done this before that it's really like a meditation for them and it had really helped them mentally. What's funny is this all came about because I wanted my parents to do it. And I knew in order to convince them to do it, I would have to do it first. Which means I told Amanda to do it. (laughs) Which inspired me. Because it's so hard to do wellness activities for yourself. But when you think about how you want your loved ones to feel great and be well. Totally. It's like having a greater purpose than just Being self serving, which I think we should all feel like we're allowed to be self serving anyway and self care and do all those things. But it does help to know that we were on a mission. And what's interesting is I had a similar takeaway from the float tanks that I did from archery. Mm. Tell me. My main one was about being in my body and like really being present in my body and not being a brain in a jar. With arms and hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like strengthening that mind body connection. I really don't do it enough. And I really don't get that feeling from just going to the gym and like going through the motions and working out. Mm-hmm. So from that's the, why we get an alternative. Yeah. That's why we're trying all this stuff. We're learning. We're not so just telling you, things. you should go to the gym and get on that elliptical. We got to get creative with wellness, I think to really get what we're looking for. So what is, what's important about the mind body connection for you? What does it do for you? It makes me feel, this is going to sound weird. Do you ever feel like you're like two inches away from your body? Dissociation. Apparently it's really common. Yeah. Apparently it is. You know, it's like when you go to therapy and they have you take a few tests before like there's mm-hmm. the phq9 and then there's another test that's specific to dissociation because it's that common yeah well i feel that way sometimes i know other people do too and i feel like that pulls my, like pulls my consciousness back into my body so i feel like one whole being because when i start to feel that almost like i'm in double vision It's usually because I'm way too caught up in work and stress and just like not grounded at all. Mm -hmm. Strengthening that mind-body connection through bodily awareness makes me feel much more grounded and centered and not so floaty. I heard someone describe it as, um, I don't feel very earth-oriented right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I really get that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Classically, the first probably five minutes was me worrying about whether or not I was doing it right. How did you think it needed to be done? And what did you just like being in the right position Mm. and not move? I've really felt like I wanted to move around. They're probably like what 12 feet, 10 feet long, they're pretty big, so there's space to move around. And so it took me a little bit to go, Listen, bitch. the right way to do this is the way that feels good to me so i was doing like mermaid moves the whole time just like floating up and down like moving my arms around and that's where i got that kind of mind body connection because it felt so good and i was just doing what felt good and listening to what my body wanted after i overcame (laughs) this fake structure i was trying to stay within And that's another great metaphor for life is questioning the rules. Who made the rules? Did anyone make the rules or did I just make up a rule? And it's like that epiphany you had to have about your career too. Yeah. There's no right way to do your career. No, there's no right way to do your life. And whoever is playing by rules, they're fooling themselves because the rules are made up. Totally. I, the first time, so I've done the float tank a few times now. Each experience has been completely different. The first time I did it, it was extremely challenging for me. It was mental torture. It's a whole hour that you're in there with no stimulation, which for me was really hard. It was a moment in my life where I noticed that I couldn't even fall asleep without a bunch of noise. Like I had to fall asleep to a podcast or a show or something. Like I had to, let, you know, distract myself in some way. I was on a screen all day long. So that transition to spending a whole hour with no phone, nothing to look at, my brain freaked out. It was like looking for anything it could latch on to. And there just was nothing. So I think... There was a lot of anxiety and I just kept telling myself, I know you just have to push through this and there's going to be something good on the other side of it. But there were many moments where I wanted to abort mission and just leave the pod. This sounds so dramatic. And I want to make it clear that you can do that. (laughs) You're in a private room and you can get out whenever you want. Oh, totally. It's not actually a dangerous situation. You're paying for it. You can do whatever the hell you want but I knew that I wanted the full experience and I knew I had to get over a mental hurdle to experience the benefits. And I think it was in probably the last 10 minutes of being in there that I finally let go and I just was able to exist. And it was... Really euphoric. I felt a sense of peace that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And wow! And then all of a sudden, it was like you know, the lady came on the speaker and was like, "And that's been our session for today. <laughs> we hope you we She's Dame Judy <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not going to use an American accent. <laughs> no, obviously Yankees. And so, what's funny was I talked to you right after, mm-hmm. and what did you say? Yeah, what did I say? I, I should said how. Up, try to pull up those texts. Well, you said something really amazing, which I'm gonna have you repeat, not mm-hmm. me, but maybe you'll find it. It's gonna take me a hundred years to. Scroll, oh, I remember scroll what you said a few weeks. I, I said how was chain. it, and you said it was torture. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, if you can't find it, you said. I realized I was like a porcupine holding two guns, not realizing I was the prickly one. Holy shit. (laughs) If you search porcupine, you'll find that text. How do you search in texts? Just pull down and it's at the top. Oh. Unless you talk to someone else about porcupines (laughs) a lot. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It was torture. I loved it. It was very mentally challenging and everything was annoying, but eventually it broke me. And there was one minute of ecstasy before the lights came on. And then I had the best shower of my life and felt very disoriented when a human tried to talk to me again. (laughs) It was basically the same as doing yoga. What I learned about myself is I've been very reactive and defensive lately, but there are no threats around me. I am not in danger. It's like a porcupine holding out two guns, unaware that it's the prickly one. I learned this when I flipped out because maybe a little salt water got in my ear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. I thought a hundred times about ending it early. Wow. Okay. I'm so glad I documented my first reaction because I would have long forgotten this. But yeah, I I think it was this feeling of annoyance at everything. And then eventually you, you, do you surrender stop being so Yeah, you surrender. Exactly. And I have the same experience when I don't do yoga for a very long time. It's like why is the instructor talking like this? Their voice is so annoying. I don't want to do this pose. This is so awkward. I feel uncomfortable. I'm starting to sweat. I don't want to be here. Maybe I should just leave right now. It's been 30 minutes. It hasn't it been enough time? Like, and then if finally push through, and then have the best shavasana. You know, the best two minutes of your life. So yeah, I think it's all about calming down that reactivity, which just makes you a way better person to be around in real life and it makes you just take everything in stride and not be so agitated. Yeah. Um but in contrast to that the second time I floated was totally different. I was able to relax so much faster because I did it within a week. So I think consistency is big with this stuff. And it was more like a creative explosion. It's like my brain was unleashed. I had all these ideas. I got to like think about all the exciting things I wanted to do with my life. And with the next year or a few years, just had all this this vision. And so I think what it did is it created space in my day for my brain to do what it's actually supposed to do. Yeah, And I think- That's really hard when you're in the hustle and bustle of life. And I think a lot of times all you need is a little bit of space and time. So, Julia, for those who are floating for the first time, do we want to give them some practical tips for how to have a successful first float? Oh, yeah. So I'm aware that floating is intimidating for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are claustrophobic or it just sounds creepy or... Whatever. I want everybody to remember that you are in total control of the experience. You can stop anytime you want. My second tip is as a person who runs late and gets really, really stressed out about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's better if you're not really stressed out when you get there. (laughs) Try to just plan a little extra time for traffic and parking. Try to get there early. And then my third tip is definitely wear the earplugs. They give you earplugs because the water is really, really salty. And as as soon as it touches your skin, it turns into salt crystals. And you don't want them in your ears. And remember to put them in before you get in the tank. Tip number four from, from me is don't shave the day you go. Remember, you are floating in thousands of pounds of salt. So imagine... What that would feel like. I don't have to imagine it because I experienced it. Number five, uh, feel free to use the music. They have an option for playing music while you're in there. Don't feel like you need to be in complete silence. You're still going to get the experience with a little bit of elevator music in the background. Just like Julia was saying around feeling free to move about like a mermaid. You're going to get something out of all of it. Number six, use the foam neck ring. What? What? Yeah. I didn't see it the first time either. (laughs) And uh, they don't always tell you. They don't always give you a tour of all the tools that are available to you. So oftentimes you'll find a foam ring. And the purpose of that is you can put it under your head while you're floating. And I found it very helpful the second time I went so that I didn't... (sighs) worry that my head was going to submerge more than I wanted it to it just kept my head slightly elevated so that the salt wasn't coming up to my eyeballs wow hot tip I'm gonna look for that next time <laughs> yeah it just gives you that little bit of peace of mind yeah that you're not gonna accidentally go under and that's all I've got enjoy your float everybody float on float on so that's what we think you should do what do you think rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts do you need advice dm us on instagram at much.needed.advice or email us at muchneededadvicepod at gmail.com bye Bye. (laughs) how did we become one (laughs) voice